brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Don't you always want to be the best you can be? The Frankie Boyer Show. What is this? It's more than a lifestyle show. It's a show about living in today's world. I think something is happening. Frankie enthusiastically brings an amazing eclectic mix to the airwaves. You got that right. One of the reasons she's earned legions of loyal fans is very simple. When you listen to the Frankie Boyer Show, you just never know what's going to happen next. So listen for yourself. Here is Frankie Boyer. And welcome. It is so nice to have you with us right here on Biz Talk Radio. And I just wanted to, um, you know, we are so we are so into this COVID uh, story that it hasn't ever changed. You know, from March, you know, from the beginning of March, it just hasn't changed. And so now, the question that that we were discussing this morning and and a few friends are you comfortable with everything the way that it is going back to the gym would you go back to the gym today gyms in our area are opening up and the gym that we go to has positions positioned off the machine on each side, but in front and back, there's still machines. It's it's almost like, guys, what were you thinking? <laughs> what were you thinking? What about the people sweating in back and the people in front of me? And so as much as I would love to do those machines, I don't think I will. Now, the other parts of the gym, they're asking you to be socially distant and wear your masks when you're doing your weights. And the weight room is equipped with all of the, you know, five different kinds of sanitizers and paper towels. So, you know, I might do some weights. I might go in to the very back room where nobody goes and do the weights there. But I don't think, I don't think that I would be um, able to do the weights at at, at the, the elliptical and all the other equipment at the front of the gym, the way that it's laid out right now. I, I'm not comfortable doing that. I'm also not comfortable going inside a restaurant to eat. I did it a couple of weeks ago. I had to with an elderly friend. It was too hot for them to sit outside. I was so uncomfortable the entire time. I felt the table was sticky. The the um, bench was sticky. It was just a gross feeling for me. I couldn't eat. And... Um, I was just not a happy camper. And it was a chain. It was one of these chains. 
So it wasn't an independent restaurant. It was a chain and they're doing the best that they can. I'm not, I believe me, I am not criticizing anyone right now. That That's not my, my point though, is that I was not comfortable, really not comfortable. Um, I have eaten outside and I, I don't have a problem with that. It's been, it's been an okay experience for me. But I want to just also ask you another question. Would you, would you go to a sporting event? Would you? We are starting up with hockey, August 1st, the end of July, baseball is back, and basketball. I don't know if I would be so inclined to go to a game today. Um, I just don't think I would. And, you know, when we were first hearing about COVID-19, we were thinking that the heat, that it would be, you know, it would, it would be less because of the heat. Well, obviously that's not true. It's not happening. It's hot everywhere, everywhere around the country. And there's still issues. So that's not going to be a factor. The hotter it gets, you know, it just, it isn't. Secondly, I don't feel comfortable and and I and I've been pretty brazen. I go to supermarkets, I've been in store shopping. I've been out and about. I have really been out and about, but I have now changed my tune. And I think it's because the rest of the country is starting to have so many slips. Now, I don't understand anything about this novel virus. The more I hear, the less I understand. I'm being honest. The less I understand, it is absolutely not something that I am comfortable with. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand what, what's happening in this country. I don't understand why we're having the numbers all of a sudden that we are. And I just feel like this is a time to not be out and about. Um, I've been walking every morning for about a month now. And this walk is, is really a lovely walk I do with a friend of mine. We wear our masks. It's extremely hot, but we still put the mask on. Now, when there are uh, when there are no other people around, I slip my mask down. The minute another person comes by, the mask goes up. I'm not doing this because I believe in masks. I'm doing this because I think at this point, uh, we don't understand any of this. We don't understand what's going on. We don't understand why the... Um, we don't, we don't even understand if the masks, certain masks work and certain masks don't. So my question is, will this fear, will we be able to go out in public and will you be comfortable? I, I don't honestly know, but um, it's something that we can ask our psychologist who is with us today, Todd Pressman, Dr. Todd Pressman. He is the author of a new book called Deconstructing Anxiety. And and it's a, it's a pleasure. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Frankie. Always a pleasure to be with you. 
So um, why I was just sharing with everyone, Dr. Pressman, about my own fears right now, which I haven't had many. I've been pretty brazen, but I don't think I would go to a ball game right now. I don't think I would walk. I, I don't think I, if I could go, I don't think I would. I'm not going yeah. inside restaurants. I'm not doing um, things that normally I would do and not think twice about. So we this is a novel virus. These are these are strange times. How how should we be handling these days and nights? Yeah, they they are strange times indeed and there's no universal answer since everybody's got their individual response and as a psychologist I would say their individual histories that make that response. But some important pointers are that we all know the principle of facing your fear. Now, you can't just face your fear and go to a ball game uh, if um, you know, that doesn't feel like a safe thing for you. But facing your fear means understanding what, what's the fear thought in the background in your mind, because that fear thought is different, completely different from the facts out there. The fear thought in the back of our mind colors our whole perception of how we see the world, or in this case, how we see COVID and, and its potential dangers. So my suggestion for everybody is that we understand if we get calm and centered in whatever way works for us, take a bath, meditate, do some good psychotherapy. I can't, I can't not say that, right? Then we're in right. much better, much better equipped to go out into the world, make clear, level-headed decisions without the anxiety that always distorts the picture for us. The anxiety is you know, never it's helpful. Absolutely, absolutely. I just had this argument with a friend the other day, and it was very heated. And she, she um, and I really butted heads over this. And I said, a lot of what's happening is our attitude with COVID. And she said, it's a virus. Your attitude has nothing to do with this. It is a virus. And I said, I disagree with you. Look at the work of Bruce Lipton. Look at the work of how we, our thoughts can change our DNA. You don't really think that if you have total fear that you're going to get the virus, then you probably will. You don't think that that's true. And she said, absolutely not. So I'm going to let you, author of Deconstructing Anxiety, give us your take on that, Mr. Psychologist extraordinaire, Todd Pressman. When we come back, we have to take a quick break. What's your website? Go ahead and give it. Uh, ToddPressman.com or DeconstructingAnxiety.com. We'll be right back. I'm Frankie Boyer, Biz Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. 
That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And welcome back. It is Frankie Boyer. Dr. Todd Pressman is our guest today. Deconstructing Anxiety, and many of you need this book. We all need this book, but, you know, so so we were just sharing, I'm Frankie Boyer, Biz Talk Radio, about Miss my heat. I, you know, I really, did I, did you not hear me? Are you not hearing me? Okay. Sorry. I, I dropped out. Frankie Boyer, Biz Talk Radio. Welcome back, Dr. Todd Pressman. Anxiety, uh, de- de- Deconstructing Anxiety is his book. So do you think attitude has a lot to do with this disease? The break, attitude has a lot to do with everything literally everything, and I'd like to explain that. But there is actually uh, research that's showing our anxious or stressful response to COVID lowers the immune system as it does with any kind of situation and makes us more vulnerable to COVID and makes the symptoms worse. So there's a direct uh, counter to your friend with whom you were arguing about it. But um, it goes much farther than that. We literally create our experience of reality by the thoughts we choose, again, in the back of our mind, what I call a core fear thought in the back of our mind. And these are thoughts that come from childhood that stay with us through our lives until we bring them into consciousness and learn to transform them with some you know, really precise techniques and strategies like a laser zooming in on the moment where we create that thought. And then we have techniques for reversing it and creating calm and peace, which literally changes our experience of the world and our immune system and our ability to be happy and find opportunities for fulfillment in any circumstance. So give us some exam- examples of what you want us to understand about our fear. Sure. There's, uh, as I say, a single core fear that's at the bedrock of our thinking, that actually it's like wearing uh, dark colored glasses. It changes the way we see life. Any situation at all is going to look either fearful or like an opportunity for fulfillment according to the colored glasses we're wearing. And those glasses are determined by the thoughts that we've chosen long ago so that, you know, there's so much part of us we don't even realize them but we can become aware of them. There's an interesting process, which I'm really in love with, called Digging for Gold in the Deconstructing Anxiety book. And it helps you find that core fear in a matter of three to five minutes. It's either a theme of abandonment, right? A lot of people suffer with that. Losing their identity, their authentic sense of self, who am I? Losing their sense of meaning, am I even valuable? Is the world... Uh, valuable? Does it mean anything? Losing our sense of purpose is the fourth one. 
And then, of course, the granddaddy of them all, the fear of death, which sort of uh, casts a shadow over all the rest. And until we come to terms with these things, we're never really looking at the world in a clear, peaceful way that shows us all the opportunities for fulfillment that are awaiting us any moment. That doesn't mean that there aren't bad things going on out there like COVID, but there are opportunities for handling them in a strong, clear, effective way that can make a difference and bring more joy, more peace, and more fulfillment to us and to others. Yes. I think that, you know, as we as we are approaching um, five months of this of this COVID conversation, five months is a very long time, mm-hmm. um, and things are not going to change. How are we using this time? Is what I want to say. How are we making this time work for us? And how do you get through that? Right. Well, again, most people would say, you know, find ways to arrange your outer world to be more interesting. My wife and I are having discussions now about what are we going to do in the winter when we can't even get outside. But more importantly than that, that's all fine. Uh, More importantly than that, the real secret to fulfillment or peace or acceptance is to do this inner exploration. Find that core fear, like I say, with the digging for gold exercise, which we can talk about, and then turn it on its head with the principle I call in the book, doing the opposite. Do the opposite of what your fear says to do in safe, manageable ways. So that, for instance, if you're thinking, you know, I've got to run and hide from COVID, then look at the reasonable, safe ways that you can actually have some contact with people. Um, Maybe it's only through Zoom or uh, technology, or maybe it's through safe ways to social distance out in real life. Um, Lots and lots of practical examples of that, but they'll appear to a person automatically. You'll know what's true for you. Once we get the fear out of the way, the fear that's distorting our picture of things again. So let me give you an example. I have um, a friend whose daughter lived in New York, lives in New York. They went on vacation and uh, it was a tiny little remote island where everything was quiet and peaceful. But um, having lived through COVID in New York City, an ambulance went by. Now, my friend was, didn't even notice it, right? It's just an ambulance. But living in New York, her daughter had this profound PTSD reaction. Startle response, hypervigilance kind of went into a panic attack because she learned through COVID in New York City about, you know, all the scary things that can happen. And those fear thoughts were filling her mind day after day. But that was an illusion in this moment. There was nothing scary to her going on in that moment. So one of my favorite quotes says, my life was filled with terrible misfortunes, most of which never happened. And we live our lives this way. We want to get free of those fear thoughts that are clouding our vision, get centered and calm inside. There are some really powerful exercises in The Deconstructing Anxiety book called The Alchemist, The Witness, and The Warrior stands for doing that. They work very effectively and very quickly to get us back into a sense of, this is my truth. This is my sense of power. 
rather than feeling victimized by the things going on outside of us, we can reclaim that sense of power to choose the way we look at and respond to what's going on out there. That's the secret to success with this. This is so very important information, very, very important information from Dr. Todd Pressman. His book is Deconstructing Anxiety. It's an important book and a a simple a simple um, way for us to look at this entire adventure. Thank you so much, Dr. Todd Pressman. Give us the best website and always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure with you too, Frankie. Thank you. The website again is uh, deconstructinganxiety.com or toddpressman.com. And just a quick note to your listeners, there's a free ebook you can sign up for called Quotes and Stories That Can Change Your Life. It's really, really fun and very powerful, actually. So I encourage everybody to go to the website for that. Yes. And we will have you back on a regular basis because we need, we need the support. We really do. We're not alone during any of this, and that's why we need to talk to people like Dr. Todd Pressman. Hey, stay tuned. We'll be right back. I'm Frankie Boyer. This is BizTalk Radio. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And welcome back. It is Frankie Boyer. And, you know, my my next guest right here on BizTalk Radio has such an incredible background because Gary Leland moved to Texas from South Carolina in 1979, arriving in Texas with less than $10 in his pocket. $10, that's it. He immediately started a new job as a door-to-door salesman selling storm windows and doors Married his wife, Kathy, who, by the way, they've been married over 35 years. They opened their first retail store selling decorating products. And today, Leland's wallpaper is not only still in business, but it's the largest wallpaper store in Texas. And from there, Gary has made so many different businesses, I would have to say you are a serial entrepreneur, but you are in love with podcasting and the podcast movement. And Gary, what a pleasure. Welcome. Hey, Frankie. Thanks for having me on. So you had nothing. You you began your retail business decades ago, 
And then you got into the world of podcasting in 2004. Tell us a little bit about, you were one of the, one of only a hundred podcasters in the world back then. Yeah, I was uh, one of the early podcasters. Some people say one of the first 50. I I say 100 because there are probably people we didn't know about. The click didn't know about at the time. But back then you knew everybody who did a podcast and nobody knew what a podcast was. I think I was the first person to do a podcast in Italy. I was the first person to do a podcast in Panama. I was the first person to do a podcast in a hot tub. Anything you did, you were the first person to do. (laughs) So every week I would do a podcast and try to be the first person to do something. You know, right. it. but it was, a, yeah. it was an interesting time. It was a small click. Most people didn't know what podcasting was. Well, not only did you begin that, but you were also inducted into the Academy of Podcasters Hall of Fame. And in 2017, uh, the mayor of Arlington, Texas, proclaimed March 1st, Gary Leland Day. And you currently produce a daily four-minute uh, crypto show. And, and you've you've been doing this um, bit block boom and bitcom and Bitcoin and all of these different conferences and, and radio shows. Is that, is this your passion right now is sharing that yeah, information really, to us? I'm really into uh, sharing that information. I think that Bitcoin is going to change the world. I think Bitcoin is going to do for the world what the internet did for the world. And I, you know, in 96, frankly, when I started my first e-commerce site, I tried to start in 94, but it was just a little hard to build a shopping cart. You know, you couldn't buy components back then, like a shopping cart or these things you had to build them. So when I opened my first one in 96, everybody told me I was an idiot. I mean, literally, everybody said, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard of trying to sell wallpaper on the Internet. No one will buy stuff on the Internet. And I said, I will. And so I did it. Now, look, you buy everything on the Internet. I believe the same thing. Right. Going to, I, right now, we're in the same place with Bitcoin. People don't understand it. They think it's stupid. There's no way it could become anything. I think in 10 years, I'll be proven right again. You know, I was proven right on e-commerce. When I started my podcast, people said, that was stupid. Why would you listen to a podcast when you can just listen to the radio? And I said, there's room for both. And now I'm proven right on that. And I believe I'll be proven right on Bitcoin, that um, it'll be the future and everybody will use it and it'll change the whole world of finance as we know it today. Why are we so, you know, I, I, I think you're probably right, Gary. I, I, I know that you're right. And I say that because when I was at a, a very early on in my career, someone uh, said, you know, that you'll be listening to um, all of these um, shows and clips and videos on your cell phone someday. This is about 18 years ago. And everyone looked at him and thought he had 10 heads. You know, yeah, they were like, people have a hard time seeing the future. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there were those that were like, absolutely, you're, you're spot on. And, of course, that's exactly, I mean, we use our, my phone just broke this morning unexpectedly. My cell phone is trashed. It's talking to itself. It's doing crazy things. It's, it's, it's opening up every app that I have. It's just absolutely gone berserk. And I, I was thinking, holy moly! I mean, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to go a couple of days without a phone. A part of me is terrified, and another part of me is is so thrilled about it because it'll be a nice break. But we're so dependent on on our phones. 
we are so dependent on technology today. And as you say, who doesn't pick up their computers and order something online, especially during this pandemic? It seems to be the, the only thing we do is we're constantly ordering online. So well, you'll become more dependent a- on your phone because, you know, c- currency will be on your phone. The dollar bill will disappear as we know it today, whether Bitcoin comes or not. It's going to disappear, yeah. you know, in that last PPP they had in there for digital currency and House representatives took it out. But they're already studying this. So once digital currency happens, you'll have an account on your phone and you'll use that when you buy stuff and you won't have any money in your pocket. You may not even have a credit card. You just carry your phone. So you'll become more dependent on your phone. Gary, give us a, a quick 101 on on digital currency well like i said i'm more of an expert on bitcoin there are 2300 digital currencies um just to wow. let people know there's a lot there's a lot of them people are making them every day you can make a frankie coin tomorrow that doesn't mean it'll have any value i mean but you can make one um but digital currency or digital or bitcoin is a digital currency um that is run with no third party administrating it there's no it's a it's like having a bank account without a banker, being able to invest in stocks without a broker, being able to gamble without a bookie. You know, it's all decentralized. There's no central authority that keeps the ledger book because that's that's the really big difference. And that's what held up the invention of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency or Bitcoin so long is there was a no way to keep the ledger system that the bank the banker keeps for you now. When you take your money and you give it to Tom Thumb, the the banker basically, you use a credit card, let's say, and the banker says, okay, Frankie gave $10 to Tom Thumb and he moves that money. It's all done automatically, but that money's moved from your account to Tom Thumb or the grocery store account or whatever. Well, there is no third party to do that. Um, it's all done with the blockchain. So there are thousands of computers. The largest computer... Uh, platform in the world basically is running is Bitcoin and it tracks all the transactions automatically and it can't be changed. And the biggest thing about Bitcoin, Frankie, which I think people would relate with more now than any other time is there's only 21 million. There will only ever be 21 million. There can only be 21 million. They can't print an extra trillion Bitcoin because there's no one there to print the extra trillion bitcoin so bitcoin instead of being inflationary more and more but being made and making the value of your coins less your money less there's a limited amount so that doesn't happen and as the people want bitcoin more and more there's still 21 million so the value of the bitcoin goes up i don't know if that that was a good way to explain it but i know we have limited time so i tried to do it as quick as i could no, I, I I appreciate that. So, but what if someone buys up all the? Can someone buy up all the bitcoins and then that's it? I guess technically you could buy up all the bitcoin. You would have to be one rich person. There's nobody rich enough to do that. And as you're buying up the bitcoin, it's going up in value. So you know you would have to be doing it on the sly forever. But people would see. Bitcoin is open. Everybody can see everything that happens on Bitcoin. They know that this person has a wallet over here, and now he's accumulated a million Bitcoins in there, for instance. They may not know whose wallet that is, but they can see someone's accumulating Bitcoin. 
And then it's so, like but, anything, it's supply and demand. So if some guy's hoarding all the Bitcoin, the demand is still going to be there. So the price is going to go up. So for them to get the other 20 million, it's going to cost them more because it keeps going up and up and up. I think it's, I so, think it's realistically it's impossible, but technically on paper, I guess it, it is possible. It, it is possible. Okay. Um, what is a what is a Bitcoin worth today? Right at we speak right now, it's nine thousand two hundred and twenty nine dollars and four cents. Wow! So if you had an but extra people, nine grand hanging around, oh, we're out of time. Oh, okay. Well, Gary, you're going to have to come back and share that because you can't leave us hanging here. We'll have to have you back again in the in the next uh, week or so. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt we'd have this problem with only having ten minutes because this is a way more than yeah. a ten minute subject. But uh, absolutely, you me on the show, Frankie. No, no, no. We'll have you back. And Gary, what's the best websites? Because I know you have a few of them. It's best just to find me on Twitter, and that's at Gary Leland. All right, Gary Leland, thanks so much. We'll be back in a moment. Frankie Boyer, stay tuned. This is Biz Talk Radio. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And welcome back. It is Frankie Boyer, and this is Biz Talk Radio. And joining me now is Kristen Cass, daughter of PC Cast. Both are number one New York Times bestselling authors and number one USA Today bestselling authors. Their novels have been awarded uh, so many awards, and it is a pleasure they have... They have come together in a new book. It's called A House of Night, Otherworld Novel. And it's the new edition is called Found. And oh my gosh, you guys are on fire, 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 fire. You are so hot right now. This is the fourth and final book in the House of Night, Otherworld series. And is there? Is it true that there is a television series in the background I'm hearing buzz about? Yes, absolutely. Um, this is PC, and um, we have fabulous producers. We were poised um, to be picked up by a network, and then the pandemic happened. So yes. we're still poised to be picked up by a network, and would like fans to know that um, in this break right now, when we can't cast or film, um, if they have a favorite network, 
contact them and say, hey, we want you to bring House of Night to the small screen. Um, fan enthusiasm is super important right now for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So why did you choose Tulsa, Oklahoma as a setting for a story about vampires and the supernatural? And I was just there a few months ago. I, I have a very dear friend. One of my dearest friends lives there. Ooh. Well, um, Tulsa's home. And so, you know, that's where we lived. Um, and ah, I, okay. I, I, yeah. And can and I, I tell you, Tulsa. I'm, I'm so impressed with Tulsa. It's like a really neat little uh, uh, hidden gem. It is. It's a beautiful drop of blue in a sea of red um, in Oklahoma. It sure is. Um, and I decided to set the series there, not just because it was our hometown, but because um, I knew it would make great conflict to create a matriarchal pagan society and put that, plop it down in the middle of the Bible Belt. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great idea. Um, I have to ask... Kristen, what was it like for you working with mom? Well, it's the only thing I've done my entire adult career. I'd say it's fabulous. <laughs> in the beginning, I started writing the original House of Night series in 2005, and the first book came out in 2007. And that little two-year gap, between right, starting the book and then it releasing. You know, we went back and forth a few times on how it, the best way to go about this would be. And for the House of Night series, the original and the series, the House of Night Otherworld, I am PC's first line editor. And um, she will write a whole draft and she'll send it to me and I will, you know, tweak her, her words. She cuts my words. Then she cuts all of my words. She slices everything. <laughs> and now she, she like polishes it up and makes it perfect. <laughs> but we still work together. We're, um, right now we're at the end of the second book of our new series that begins releasing next year, Sisters of Salem. The first book's called Spells Trouble. And in this series, we actually do co-author. Um, Kristen and I both are both write the books together. Okay, let me let me ask you the question: Are you guys? Do you live near each other, or do you do it all via um, the internet and the phone? No, we live we in the live same city. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We live in Portland. I live on one side of the river. She lives on the other side of the river. Okay. So, um, and. So do you do you make it do you make dates to to write together or do you it separately or how does that work? Well, when so we, we do all of it, all, we do all of it separately, except whenever we brainstorm for the House of Night, we do that over the phone. And whenever we actually are writing like for Sisters of Salem, when we actually write together, we will get we will have meetings face to face. Mm -hmm. And so we can, we plot the whole book and then we go back and plot chapter by chapter and that we do, we're actually together. Yeah. We, we, so have, we call it, we call it sandwich day. She comes over and <laughs> we, we plot and order sandwiches. So. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys, do you, are you able to wear a different hat though when you're mom and when your daughter and, and family stuff and all of that, or does it still... I, I'm just trying to think how that works. Oh no, we've been we've been like Kristen said, we've been writing together since she's 19, and she's like 30 something now. 
So, no, it's, it's, we, we respect each other a lot. And I've known since book one of House of Night, the original series, that Kristen has a great editorial instinct and a great editorial eye. So even though she's cutting my words or asking me to cut my words, I know that it's the right thing to do or, you know, change things around. And, and no, we don't, we don't, we don't mess with big egos and that kind of crap. We're, we just, we just, we work together really well. Yeah, That's our personal nice. lives are very separate from our work lives. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is, these are difficult times at best. And I think that people really need to have this little bit of, of time out, a little fantasy for all of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really important right now. Yeah, it's been, it's been really, um, they're a really lovely thing. Uh, during the, the original House of Night series, I had kids, you know, teenagers say over and over again, you know, you saved my life. House of Night saved my life. It's where I went to deal with, to, to deal with what was going on in, in their world and to help them get through it. And now these same kids are, you know, in their 20s and 30s, and they're saying, this is again where I get to escape to. I get to escape to a house and night other world um, to get away from, you know, what's going on around me in in the world today. And it's been really nice to be able to provide that escape, you know, for teenagers and adults as well. Yeah, yeah. And you have reached the top of the bestsellers list in the U.S. and Germany and the U.K. and. You've been on the New York Times Children's Series bestseller list for more than three years and more than eight years on the USA Today. Congratulations, both of you. It's wonderful stuff. The new Thank book you. is out. The new the new edition is called Found. Good luck on the series. Keep us posted, please, please, please. Thank you and so everyone, much. And everyone, write to your network. Yes, yes, yes. This was fun. Thanks for being with us, guys. And thank all of you. This has been another edition of the Frankie Boyer Show for BizTalk Radio. Thanks for listening. Make it a great day. And as always, smile. There are clouds in the sky. You'll get by if you Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit